Welcome to the Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry, and with me as always is... Damn it! I said I was alright! Are you listening to me? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm alright! I'm alright. Eddie of Edward is Truth. And today we are talking about Evil Dead 2, released March 13th, 1987. Uh-huh. 35 years ago. Oh, my God. Not to this very day, but 35 years ago. And we already covered Evil, The Evil Dead, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. way back, uh, episode 16 of the podcast. And yeah. we will most likely be covering Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, the 2013. Mm. Uh, I don't even want to call it a remake because I don't know what to call that yet uh i'm requel i think it's in requel territory sure (laughs) leading up to the release of evil dead rise which is slated for sometime in april so so yeah we've i guess this is kind of our like our halloween or like you know just like the new franchise that we're gonna kind of follow Okay. Release. And yeah, scream. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. We we always do scream. So it's right. it, it just seems like until until we have nothing left to to cover anymore. But uh, <laughs> when we when we talked about the Evil Dead, yeah. I I mean, I remember how I felt, and I and I sort of remember. Like, I, I think that we were both kind of tepid about it. Like, it's we like it, but I don't think right. that. Our opinion was that it wasn't like the great masterpiece, the classic that a lot of people say it is. Am I, well, am I, I correct mean, in 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 that? Shared? I think I think what I remember my two cents was essentially I respect it for what it is in terms of its achievement and in terms of like what they were able to scrap together with like a budget. And I do like a lot of it. It is not like my least favorite of the franchise, but it is not my favorite horror movie. And it does, it's not even among my favorite horror movies, the first movie. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause I, I was excited to get to this entry because I mean, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, uh, ever since I, first saw these movies evil dead 2 really like was my evil dead movie Mm. and for all intents and purposes this is like a a remake (laughs) of sorts of the first movie it's it's Mm. like part like maybe like the first couple of like five minutes or so is just a remake and then it gets into the the continuation the sequel territory like you could probably take all at least three of like the like the trilogy uh, up to Army of Darkness and do like a supercut and like have like one string of continuity that would include the the majority or like the bulk of each uh, three of those movies. <laughs> I think um, in terms of its relation to the first movie, I, I probably prefer like what is offered be, uh, just for the brevity and also just for the mm-hmm. sense of humor. Like, I mean, I, 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 this was my first Evil <clears throat> Dead movie I ever saw. And um, (coughs) before we go into backstory and everything like that, shall I I offer a premise? Yeah, if you got one. (laughs) Yeah, I got one. Okay. I I, uh, modified this. I got the original was written by Chris Seeley on IMDb uh, dot com. And um, I modified it to, I don't know, just 
so I'd like it better. Yeah. <clears throat> In this sequel to The Evil Dead, Ashley Williams still has not managed to escape the evil from the first movie. In fact, retelling the story only leaves Ash and his very much alive girlfriend, Linda, back in the beginning for whatever reason. But after beheading and chainsawing the deadite Linda, Ash must survive another night in the cabin, accompanied now by the professor's daughter, a mechanic, an associate of the professor, and the mechanic's girlfriend. But will the vow of the thing in the darkness prove correct if they all become evil dead too? Dead by dawn? <laughs> huh? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> um, I, okay, so there's a bit at the beginning when yep. they're, when Ash and Linda are first driving up. Because I don't think that, yeah. like, it's specified that it's Linda yet, because it's obviously not the same actress who plays Linda. Right, right, the, right. That's the thing. It's like, it's a different Linda in every movie. And I think uh-huh. by default, my favorite Linda is probably... Army of Darkness, because it's Bridget Fonda, but that's the only of reason course. why. <laughs> but in this, there, there's like a line that he's, because she's like, so what are we going up to this cabin for anyway? Or like, he seems to be familiar with it, or just like in terms of like what he's saying. So I was thinking at first, like, so is he, is he really that fucking nuts that he's going to go back to this place? Because I just assumed this was like the sequel. It's just like, now we're going back. Right. It's like several years later. He had some unfinished business. He's taken a new girlfriend up there. Um, but then, you know, confusion and then like mm-hmm. clarity, but still a lot of confusion. <laughs> I um, I couldn't remember after or like, well, I was trying to remember because I've completed Ash versus the Evil Dead and I won't offer any spoilers. Thank you. Um, but I will say um, all I remember is ambiguity and I liked that. <laughs> you know so um because it's like well yeah just let it all exist why not mm. um but um I, oh, I like i was saying this this was my first evil dead movie i didn't i hadn't even heard of the evil dead prior to this when i was in high school i think it was either 16 or 17 i remember this kid abel wore all black and dyed his hair black and parted it in the middle you know that 90s thing and he um he convinced our English teacher, I was an AP, oh, it was, I guess I was a senior in high school, so I was 17. Uh, I guess he convinced her, uh, that this movie was going to be a study of the Necronomicon because he did a little presentation about it in class mm. and convinced her to let us have a day where we watch at least the first, however lo- long the duration of class is, the first 54 minutes or whatever of the movie. Yeah. And, um, and he kept talking to me. Like he had gotten away with something and he even started chatting it up to me, like in a way, like he wanted, he wanted me to think it was going to be really, really good. But I always got the sense that he didn't, he thought it was good, but that he thought I wasn't going to think it was good. Anyway, if, if that makes any sense, he thought it was going to be all stuffy. Like, cause he's like, this guy, Bruce Campbell's in it. Do you know Bruce Campbell? I'm like, no. And he's just like, he's a really good actor. Like you want to be an actor. He's a great actor. And I'm just kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, all right. And I, and I, the thing was, I remember when I was watching it, I had 
probably the exact opposite response he was expecting because he kept looking at me while I was watching the movie. He's like you with everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not like trying to bait anybody. I'm not going like, no, you're really going to love this. You're going to fucking love this and just like sit there like biting my nails to the the nubs and just like waiting for them to, (laughs) I don't know, erupt in anger or go, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) I disapprove. Um, but instead I laughed my ass off. The whole class did. And we all just had a really, really good time with it. For whatever reason, the teacher let the movie run for the duration of the period. And, um, we did not complete it, but I remember as soon as I could, I got to a blockbuster after that, found the second movie, rented it and watched it from the beginning again. So it was the the first movie that you were watching or the second? No, it was the second movie. He was showing us Evil Dead 2, Dead by, Mm. because I remember even the way he presented it to me, he said, first movie has less of a budget and it's trying harder to kind of be legitimate horror. Whereas this one really kind of embraces the laughter, but not too much. And his opinion, like the train tracks Mm -hmm. he was putting me on was that army of darkness, which had been released somewhat recently. uh, He said um, that one leaned into the humor too much for his liking. So this was kind of like the perfect marriage. And as I was watching it, I was like, this is a perfect marriage. I absolutely, and I haven't felt anything differently about it throughout the years. That's probably the the perfect way to describe that trilogy is just that (laughs) one is a little too (laughs) serious for its own good. One is just a little too uh hokey but then this one is like just right you know it's like the goldilocks like <laughs> it's the it's the porridge the goldilocks yeah. chose <laughs> yeah totally and um and i think that cuz this is very much like the same movie well for for a good portion of it or just you know at least like the first little bit of the movie that it's almost like they Work, you know, it's like they were doing the the same story, but you know they had a budget this time, and mm-hmm. they could do all the things that they wanted to before, but couldn't. And even like in spite of all that, I can still see kind of like the like the the film student uh, aspects of it, or yeah. just like just just like the the effects uh, and everything. Uh-huh. And it's still it it works this time because it it just feels like it's all part of the fun. Yeah, it's got a a fun house uh, quality, if you yeah. will, which I abs- I'm I'm totally on board for. But also, that was the thing that shocked me was while I was watching Bruce Campbell for the first time. First off, I was you know I was still in the closet, but I was like, damn, he handsome. But I also remember thinking, um, his commitment to the extremes in all of these situations, <laughs> I'm I'm in absolute awe of, and I feel like that's kind of like what I. Oh, that's kind of all I knew how to do. I didn't have any technique or anything like that. So all I knew was how to go for broke and just mm. be as outrageous as possible. And for a long period in my teens, that's who I was as an actor was just Eddie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the same way he is Bruce, like you know, like, I mean, he, <laughs> and he's, <laughs> but he, I mean, he's proven himself, you know, uh, uh, since then, but I, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, there's, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make me dismiss anything he did here or even in the first movie. I like, I like a lot of <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. Of well, I think that we were the innocence. When we, yeah. When we did talk about the first movie, there was kind of like, uh, what we found with him is that he was very ineffectual as a character yeah. and a final boy. Like he was kind of like the one that was cowering in the corner. That was kind of yeah. how he made it out alive because he was like yeah. the, the last person to really, 
get involved with the the situation (laughs) which i mean i can can relate to if there's if shit's going down i'm probably gonna like (laughs) sit back and assess until you're not gonna embrace the action hero within no (laughs) fuck no i used okay so i used to work at a club a, a nightclub i said this before and you know there's every now and then there'd be like fights that break out and i remember like the the manager one night got into a fight and then literally like every other bartender and busser and staff got involved and i was just standing there and i was just like what the like why what like this is like 15 versus one at this point whoever that they were taking on and i'm just thinking like i care too much about my face and I was just gonna say, my like yeah. <laughs> my like bodily health to get involved in any situation where I might get hit or concussed mm-hmm. or stabbed. You never yeah. know. Like you do. Like at this point, like everyone's getting involved. You're not de-escalating the situation. If anything, you're giving more fire to whoever this individual is to that right. they're gonna attack. So I was I was happy to just kind of like sit back and in a way in like my own little like sick way it's just like this is kind of entertaining because like yeah just watching like the idiocy of of just people like you don't need to do this but i'm glad you are because this is entertaining (laughs) (laughs) not so much when people get hurt but um but yeah i in a horror movie that's you would find me in the back like if this was the type of horror movie where the the people who do kind of fall to the back are the first uh-huh. ones to get picked off that might be my undoing that would be where i would get taken out because it was just like <laughs> you know like it, just more of like the unsuspecting it's just like we'll get them because nobody's really paying attention to them that's where i would mm-hmm. be fucked but i think that in an evil dead situation yeah, because even in this movie, like the the guy, the blonde guy, yeah. uh, I forget his name. He so do I. He's, I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, he's so unimportant, but he gets turned because he Ed. was like, is it Ed? Maybe Ed Getley. Because he yeah. was the he had to like go in there and and do his thing, and then immediately he got like pushed and he got like jilled into that picture frame, and <laughs> and then he was like he. He was like sitting on the couch with like a bandage on his head, and then he just popped up. Like now I'm a dead eye, you know. Like so, right. So yeah, I think the the people who kind of lay to the back, like they 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 live a little bit longer in these in these Evil Dead movies. We'll, we'll see though. Yeah, I mean, ar- I mean, arguably, I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, doesn't about except for our like core two, like Annie and. Um, Ash isn't the other one who lasts the longest. Um, what's his name? I always forget his name, Jake, because I, yeah. ugh. but I mean, like talk about somebody who didn't deserve <laughs> to survive as long as he did, <laughs> did everything wrong. But um, I'd say, uh, I, I, I don't know who I'd be in, in an evil dead scenario. I think it's relative. I'm very much a, uh, depends on the group of people I'm with. Mm-hmm. I think it also depends on the scenario itself, because if you have no expertise to offer, you can't really take control and lead. But if you kind of know, like if you're, I don't know, if you're trapped inside of like basically like a, a, a working computer that's the size of a building and you're a tech geek, you know, you can, yeah. you can, kind of take the lead a little bit more or um but with evil dead because that's a thing and nobody walks in with 
you know, like an absolute expert. The, in fact, the expert per se with Professor Nobi mm. is the one who create who actually commits the most heinous act because he's the one who just reads the 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 words into the fucking recorder. <clears throat> so anybody who goes back and plays it is going to summon the Evil Dead back yeah. to the cabin. And well, I mean, it, I know, wouldn't really call something heinous if you didn't know any better. You know, if if like if you knew what you were doing, oh. then it's heinous. Okay, neglectful, neglectful. Sure, act, there we go. Then. There we go. Heinously neglectful. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but um, interestingly, though, I feel like, and I don't know if you're going to be able to relate to, relate to this, because um, I don't know me. if you've seen these movies yet, but I was thinking while I was watching it, one thing I really feel, because we get so much isolated time with Ash in this movie versus The Evil Dead, like it's 35 minutes before. I mean, sure, Linda's there, but we don't really get to see her interact with it the way he yeah. does. You know, she's just kind of there. And then all of a sudden she's over, she's possessed or whatever. She's a deadite. Mm-hmm. And then it's basically Ash versus The Evil Dead for the first, for about 30 minutes or so, for about a half yeah. hour. And um, with intercut, you know, introductions of to Annie the, and the crew and yeah. everything. Yeah, but I'm watching these bits that he's doing, and they also feel structured like comedy bits. Oftentimes you'll hear people who craft horror movies just uh, comparing it to humor in terms of timing and in terms of like, you know, it needs to be a beat here, beat here, beat here, and payoff, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And these are kind of like vaudeville routines slash scares, which I really, really appreciate the melding of the two of them expertly executed by Bruce Campbell. But what I really, what the extra thing that's added in for me that makes me love this movie is I never stop feeling sympathy for uh, Ash. I'm always there going, God, he must be so tired. (laughs) And it actually creates the only kind of character in recent cinema who I've kind of felt that way about is John Wick. I just remember sitting next to my sister in both Evil Dead and Evil Dead movies and in John Wick movies and just fretting about like, God, he just like they it just won't let up. The things just keep piling on top of him. That poor guy. And um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because it occurred to me. Yeah. But I, I really do sympathize with him to the point where once the newbies all come into the cabin and start beating up on him. I'm so angry <laughs> at the injustice of it all because he didn't he didn't do nothing wrong like I like you'd hope somebody would have the presence of mind when they hear something playing on that tape to just stop it but at the same time I think he's the one who knows the least you know uh, yeah. of of the people who have been in that cabin so anyway yeah I just no totally to bring that up. yeah when the... sympathy for him <laughs> I was gonna say the newbies wasn't that the name of the 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 professor but there's no bee close enough um <laughs> when the newbies the and the, the nobies yeah, yeah um, no i okay I've, I've actually never seen a john wick movie but uh, that aside it's, it's like this but yeah <laughs> but, but there yeah there's definitely it, a lot of this movie in fact like this whole movie really feels like a stage play um and it mm. could be like a one man show for that first uh, uh, 35 minutes, because there is a lot of miming and yes. I mean, like other than like stuff with like Linda and when the, the newbies uh, show up um, yeah. that I was even like watching. And I'm just like, not a lot has happened, but yeah. they're really filling the time well. Mm-hmm. Like that's that that's the thing, because like 
this the whole script for for this amount of time it's not mm. dialogue like there are little bits of dialogue but it's all technical mm. like i just imagine like the, everything that's written is just like and now ash is going to go and look at this rocking chair that is rocking right. back and forth and then his hand gets mm. possessed and then he <laughs> he cuts it off and 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 all that happens so if that takes up like 35 minutes of of the movie or, or however much time yeah. it is like it the it's really well paced because it does not yeah. feel like it at all. And I also, this is potentially a contentious point for me to bring up, but it, it made me realize like, oh, this is kind of the antithesis of the, the House on Haunted Hill scenario for me, the remake. We, we discussed <laughs> I because, thought about that too. Yeah, because yeah. even though we have two <laughs> couples, you know, who yeah. the couples obviously know the per- the people that they are entwined with the couples themselves don't know each other like you know they they, they they're not going to go off and have yeah. like you know dinner parties after this if they survive you know and um and then they meet ash and they don't know who he is and um and he was there as a couple with linda but that didn't last long so essentially and we we don't really get all that much exposure like once they do kind of come in there's not a lot of exposition as to the context of the relationship so it's not really like that's the strongest part of the story and for for whatever reason because maybe it's because of the way we're praising the way everything else is handled i don't require that i'm like i get the premise it's people a bunch of people maybe they know each other maybe they don't but they're all going into a spooky place together and the spooky shit is entertaining as fuck. <laughs> it's either playing off like slapstick or it's or it's playing off like because actually there is one thing uh the, the little things that aren't scary per se, but they're weird enough that if I watch them <laughs> late enough at night, uh they do upset me. Like the I, I have a real problem with that mounted deer head laughing. I love it, like cause it's an incredible moment, but it really, if I watch this movie after midnight <laughs> and I just see that, <laughs> maybe it's because of the sickly colors in the fur or something like that. And the, the, yeah. the dead eyes and everything like that. And it's such a weird laugh. It just, it's one of those things. I'm just like, Ugh. wouldn't want to be in the room with that. If I went through an evil dead two maze and I saw that I'd keep my distance and I try not to look scared just so it wouldn't like try yeah. to scare me more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up that, that character point because it totally did dawn on me and just for context for anyone who's listening that did not watch our podcast uh, a few weeks back for house on haunted hill right any uh reason that he did not (laughs) respond as well to movies of characters who are all strangers who meet each other for the first time with the exception of the saw movies for some reason um because you well, not that, all of them either yeah not even all of the saw movies like yeah yeah but you said there that you prefer stinkers. to have like like already pre-existing relationships that yes. are kind of yes. built upon and i and i totally would have forgot to mention this had you not brought it up because even as i was watching it, i'm just like hmm i wonder <laughs> if he prefers the first evil dead to this just for right. that fact alone because I was just yeah. thinking, like, here's a here's like a bunch of strangers coming together. Because even like when we first get like the bridges out and they pull up, and then you've got <laughs> Jake and Bobby Joe there. Love their entrances, by the way. Like especially Bobby Joe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love how she's like always has to spit. Every, yes. After everything. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But yeah, I'm just thinking like, so does is he gonna like these people? Because. Because it's yeah. like, you know, they're just randomly coming together. So I don't, maybe that's not a thing. Maybe it's just that you didn't like House on Haunted Hill. 
Maybe. It, I mean, I, I was just noticing a trend like in movies that t- people tend to attribute an Agatha Christie element to. I tend not to like. No yeah. one has ever made that comment about Evil Dead 2. Yeah, <laughs> Dead no, not Dawn. at all. So, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> but, that, like that, I mean, that might be an interesting premise for like a, a future Evil Dead. It's just a... Yeah, we'll see. Bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, who, I mean, it we don't, we don't handled know, properly. We don't really know what the full extent of what the plot is for Evil Dead Rise. Like, it's something, it's going to be in a high-rise apartment building. Mm. Supposedly, it's about two sisters, so there's already a, a relationship there. there. But already, that, yeah. that, that sounds, like, the premise of that sounds a lot like the movie Demons 2, to me, oh. the uh, the uh, Dario Argento written, uh, Lamberto Bava directed the sequel to to the first Demons. Obviously, the first one was set in a movie theater. This the second one's in yes. a high rise apartment. So that's I'm really excited for that because it, it sounds like that's what it's going to be. Of just because <laughs> Demons and Evil Dead, like they're kind of similar in a way. Like mm. it's just like a kind of mysterious, mystical. Like people just start suddenly becoming possessed sure. like literally out of nowhere uh by this yeah by this demonic entity um and just like having it set in a in a high rise like i i hope that there's going to be like some homages and uh, allusions to that movie um, yeah so we'll see for sure i hope that they really because i was even watching a lot of things in this movie that it, it felt like again like they were taking stuff from the original uh the evil dead yeah. But just, like, totally. improved it so much, like, because there's, you know, all the mist or, like, the fog. And I really loved how they did the reverse fog, like, kind of, like, yes. going into, when like, the, the tree comes. stumps and, <laughs> and things like that. I'm like, yeah, that would be really cool. Because I don't – it's been a while since I've seen Army of Darkness or Evil Dead 2013. Mm. So I don't remember how liberally they used those techniques in those movies, if they did at all. Um mm. So it'd be nice. I really hope that in that movie, they kind of go back to like, we'll see what they do. Just like using more of like the retro uh, special hmm. effects that they, they might have done here. Practical I think, effects. Yeah, because I think like yeah. it, it, it's pretty effective for for what it is here. And there's even allusions to the first movie in this one. Like, I loved seeing the blood on the light bulb uh, when he's in, I believe it's in the shack where it happens. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the blood filling up the light bulb in the first movie. It has an, uh, but again, it's, it's like a nod to it, uh, like a tip of the hat and then kind of like a new development. Like we have the mirror bit in the first movie where he reaches into his reflection and it's the water. But in this one, it's, you're you're probably fully expecting that to happen if you've seen the Evil Dead prior to Evil Dead uh, Dead uh, to yeah. Dead by Dawn, but um, then all of a sudden Ash himself reaches out through the reflection and 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 touches him and starts talking to him about how we just <laughs> cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. <laughs> And even the necklace, like, landing, which has become a hallmark of the franchise, the necklace landing in the skull shape on the floor, mm. um, or the amulet, if you will. That's what I heard. I heard a little bit of the commentary, and then I had to uh, duck out last night. I just needed to go to sleep. But um, uh, but I heard that uh, Bruce Campbell tried to call the necklace an amulet. And everybody started laughing and said, yeah, like a dollar amulet. Like, you can't, you can't call an amulet uh, something an amulet if it costs a dollar. But um, I I have to say, I think another thing that, that 
maybe the reason why I, uh, or another reason why I appreciate this uh, and don't need like those uh, relationships or anything like that developed. Because actually, I find relationships in this movie to be kind of like the, uh, uh, the like the death knell for you. <laughs> like, I mean, it only makes problems except for maybe two instances. One is where Deadite Ash sees the amulet and starts to feel something which mm-hmm. is, seems completely alien to him and he gets ejected because he you know the sorrow of actual ash is strong enough to like kind of like overpower him and let him yeah. become human again and the other time is of course when annie sings the fucking lullaby <laughs> to uh, her Yes, to Henrietta when she's full on, like, <laughs> and she just starts yeah. calmly singing to the best of her ability. I even love the little hesitation where she, I don't remember where it is, but like, and if that, if that mockingbird, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Those are the only times where their emotions seem to like be strengths. The rest of the time, like, you've got the Bobby Joe! and everything like dude shut the fuck up get back inside stop being such an asshole or um i don't i mean yeah i I, yeah or even when annie gets seduced at first by the 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 mocking mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird thing when henrietta is kind of Mm de-dead-tided in the uh cellar and singing it to her and you're just kind of like don't fall for it it's not it's not her ash get in there you know So I, I I kind of appreciate that, thing that thematically. Is not my mother. Exactly, and I um, love that too. Like thematically, and, your bonds will tear you down. Yeah, unless you're smart about it. And it's so Ted Raimi is playing Henrietta, or at least like the, yes! the Dead Alien version. <laughs> um, I was getting. I was even like there. There was parts where because they're just like. I buried her in the fruit cellar. And then all I could think of was like psycho. Just like, what do you, (laughs) do you think I'm fruity? (laughs) But then I love when like Henrietta bursts out and and the line is like, someone's in my fruit cellar. (laughs) However, you can probably do it better than me. (laughs) No, that's great. (laughs) Someone with a fresh soul. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did wonder though, like while I was watching, like, do you think if you were, <laughs> this is, I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation. Okay, sure. I if love if those. you were in an Evil Dead cabin, and uh, you're, you're where your mother, you know, went, and then you just didn't hear from her for a while, so you go to investigate, make sure she's okay, hmm. and then you hear some shit going on in the cellar <laughs> and you got this stranger, this guy, this ash person telling you yeah. with, with his chainsaw hand that, <laughs> um, that like, you know, it's, it's not your mother and everything. It's, 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 it's a deadite and all of this and everything. And then all of a sudden you see your mother and she sings some kind of like childhood song to you, something you associate like, you know, with your childhood or something. I don't know what that would be. Would that fucking ever work on you or anything? Or would it just, I, all I could think was that would creep me out. If my mom started singing to me as an adult, something she used to sing to me as a boy, I don't think yeah. I'd regress into boyhood, you know, Jason Voorhees in Manhattan style. <laughs> I think I'd... <laughs> I just I exit, I'd just... I'd fully exit the room. Like, I can't deal with this shit right now. <laughs> Not You're even going to go there. You're embarrassing me. You are embarrassing me. <laughs> 
I'd just be creeped out. I'd be like, ew, ew. That I, I'd probably yeah. say the same line, but with less emphasis. Just kind of like that thing is not my mother. Mm. <laughs> my mom doesn't sing. <laughs> my mom doesn't even know the words to songs. She loves to. And anytime she, anytime I ask her to sing, well, like now, the thing is, because it wasn't, it wasn't so much the the singing, but there was. Like she full on was like, you were born on September 2nd. And I remember right. it was snowing that day, which was very odd because when does it snow in early September? Like that's creepy because that's like, so the deadites re- retain memories of right. the, the, the people that they take over. Um, yeah. Very much like, like vampires, you know? Um <laughs> So I don't know, like that probably would have been more effective, but like the the singing was just, I mean, it, it was just to up the camp value, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly did that. Also, I mean, the camp in, in and of itself, maybe that element in and of itself is what makes this work for me more so yeah. those strangers <laughs> in, a, in a situation like, I mean, I think I mentioned on the House on Haunted Hill pod that I do like Clue, and that's a bunch of strangers all kind of like brought together by some kind of like, you know, evil that has something on all of them or whatever. So, I mean, maybe if you mix in some comedy, like really mix it in there and I like your sense of humor, maybe I can get on board a bit more. Um, I also, but I mean, there's, there's even little like kind of silent movie bits. Like I always think about in the first movie, I think we talked about it, the, uh, the bit with uh, Linda's eyes as she's reaching for the gift and, Ashley is pretending to be asleep and he's like, you know, opening his eyes and looking at her and then she'll look at him and his eyes will close. It's such a cute thing. I feel, (laughs) but I feel like I get an element of that, just a very slight element again, when um, (laughs) Bobby Joe and um, Jake are standing there and she's just kind of like, Jake, you're holding my hand too tight or something like that. And he's just like, baby, I ain't holding your hand. (laughs) And then we, we get a shot, a reaction shot of Ash and Annie glancing down at their hands and then we go back to bobby joe and jake and they look down at the same time that all feels very comedic to me yeah and it it, it absolutely works well they again they even did a thing when like i guess there was just like the noise that was jumping all over the cabin and they were saying oh it's like something trying to break into our world but they were all kind of like synchronized like now look over here look over here like it was all very technical of like (laughs) where everyone's head was going to turn at the exact same time yeah. Um, and I also, of course, I, I adore Annie's scream. I feel like there's some kind of, if there were a way to give uh, a cherry on top to just a scream, um, <laughs> I would nominate jumping, Annie's scream. You're because, jumping way too far ahead here. No, 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 no. But there isn't. There isn't because we do it for characters. But <laughs> I'm just saying I would nominate. I would nominate her scream because I get so much joy out of it. And I even love the fact that I get an echo of it later in the finale when um, uh, Deadite Henrietta in addition to like her, I'll swallow you, I'll swallow you, I'll they also seem to have this chimpanzee sound. It's like, ah! You know, like I noticed in the that, background. Yeah. That's an echo for me of Annie's scream because I feel like that's the way she screams like a chimpanzee. Yeah. But it almost in a w- more robotic way, like a, ah! 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 <laughs> Maybe it was just I, the same I- actress. <laughs> but I, I did think like, did they go to a zoo and just like record animal sounds i'm sure i'm sure there were like there was like a c well maybe not a cd a record yeah. <laughs> back then an eight track tape 
of like, you know, animal sounds and stuff like that. I used to have a CD, like a double CD of uh, like over 200 random sounds. I don't know why I bought it. I think it was less than four bucks at Target, but um, you can get, you can get a hold of those things. I know there were definitely those records back in the day, but um, what I love about it is it, the abruptness of it, because I think my favorite moment for her scream, I love it anytime she does it, but I think my favorite is when Deadite Ash is beating the door and she's up against it, trying to keep him out after she's, um, I think it's after she's shut the door on uh, Jake and has to pull him through, mm-hmm. uh, like his legs and everything, and then finally shuts the door and is leaning against it. And she, she always keeps, kind of she screams. keeps like closing the door on him. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's just like, oh, I gotta move him. <laughs> Again, it feels like a Three Stooges like bit or something like that. It's very Three but, Stooges. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, just you a, know, little we got less, the, the a little more champ. subtle. Yes, uh huh. There you yeah, go. There's, there's always like a three stooges, <laughs> and you could tell like these these guys like they they grew up on three stooges. Like it's it's such a huge mm-hmm. influence for. I mean, it was even kind of influential for the what little bits of comedy we did have from the originals. So of course, yes. that's going to be amplified in this movie. I'm just reading some <laughs> of the the trivia on IMDb because I didn't study anything for, for the movie before. okay <laughs> yeah. but uh sam raimi credits stephen king for making the sequel because uh, apparently uh stephen king uh like they didn't have enough money to fund it i don't know if stephen king directly contributed to it but he uh got the ball rolling for them for sure oh wow. like he he's the one that convinced uh financiers to uh to to give them the money they needed to make it Oh my god, that is so, so fucking yeah. cool! And he, yeah, he was a demigod by then in the horror, yeah. uh, not just community but business. By, like, like, yeah, uh, by '87. I'm always absolutely. so because I'll like see his posts on Twitter. Um, yeah, <laughs> for, if Twitter is even still around for who knows how long. But like, he, I, I'm, I'm always not, so surprised I, yeah. by the movies that he endorses, or just like because because he'll like yeah. he'll like kind of just give his like stamp of approval to things that I would have never expected him to really yeah. like be his thing. Like there's one I, um, fall that came out mm. earlier this year, the one where they climb up the the radio tower, terrifying, terrifying movie. But he, yeah, he was just like, wow, I wish I thought of this idea like that. Like, I'm just like, Oh wow. I would have, I mean, it's not like a great movie by any means, but it's like, it's effective for what it does, like somewhat predictable, but just like to hear him speak highly of things like that. It just, it just shows that he, he has an appetite for all different kinds of horror. So it's nice that, you know, he can see something like evil yeah. dead and just appreciate what they're doing and, and just totally. help them out. You know, it's the, he's not just like one of those, um, people who's just like I'm, out for himself. Just, yeah, yeah, just like just like you know whatever. If only if my name's attached to it, that's that's all I care about. So no, he's a guy from Maine. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they all got now each you're, see, backs. Now, But look at you baiting me to go back to Twitter. I just a couple days ago deleted, like completely wiped out my account because I don't use it anyway. And I figured like there's nothing tempting me. It's just toxic. But now you're reminding me I did follow him. I did follow Stephen King on Twitter, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna miss seeing just his little, even his little political barbs or or his little endorsements. Or sometimes yeah. he's just fucking funny. Ah, oh, that's upsetting. Now I have. <laughs> 
I have 30 days if I want to reverse it. I'm going to sit on it for a week and think about it if I want to reverse it now. But um, okay. I, <laughs> Apparently, this is have, Bruce Campbell's yeah. favorite film of the trilogy. Mm. Just yeah, putting that out so there. Good yeah. in this movie. I, I watch this movie and I go right back <laughs> to like being a teenager, feeling like whatever my sexual preference this is, is like I peak. feel like it. I, I feel like Campbell. it is Bruce Campbell in this movie. Like, if I had to define it for anybody, I'd be like, that. That's what I want. <laughs> it's not all I want. Like, you know, there's a lot of it's fun like and My sexual and orientation like is Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead 2 and none of the other ones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even talk to me about the TV well, show. I will not have that. <laughs> Well, because that's another thing too. Like, I don't, I won't, I won't like show my hand too much for like uh, Army of the Dead um, or Army, Army of Darkness, Darkness. Sorry, I always, yeah. I always get that fucking title wrong. It should just be Evil Dead Three, but anyway, <laughs> Army of Darkness. <laughs> um, but in terms of just like again, like here we're talking about like kind of the where Ashley began in the first movie being kind of mm-hmm. like you know the anti alpha male. And then, you know, he certainly does kind of, like, fully embody this, like, alpha male action hero, you know, status mm-hmm. in Army of Darkness. And in this movie, what I love is there's enough of that happy medium. Like, there's that – he's sympathetic enough that I still feel for him, but he's also kind of embracing his interaction hero. But he's not he, – and he's not doing it reluctantly, but he is also kind of called to it. There is – a yeah. sense of subliminal honor in what he's doing, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> with humor, like, I mean, that moment where he's like putting the chainsaw on his hand and cutting the end of the, the, the uh, rifle off and everything yeah. is boomstick. And then he just sits there and goes groovy. I mean, well, obviously like, that you is know, a he laugh always, moment, but it, it's it, almost like it, it hits it's, every note. It has to. I get a sense of it that it's like, uh, it's like a prophecy because they see in the book, that he's in there, like he's in that drawing sort of thing. So it's like it always was his calling. You know, right. if you can get into the mythology that deep. If you know, I mean, I remember the first time I saw the movie and I hadn't seen Army of Darkness and I didn't know, and I didn't know the end of the movie yet, so I didn't know that's where it was going. Mm-hmm. When they're looking at the book and they see that little kind of stick figure, you know, Ash, yeah. um, I didn't realize that was supposed to be him. I was just like, well, why does this matter? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're on to something new now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also appreciate the little rat actors. I noticed a lot of rodents in this movie, yeah. and every time they were on screen, I just have such an affinity for them. Like, hi, baby. You're doing oh, such Jesus. a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a really – I, I hope this isn't just like a really boring pod because all I'm doing is singing the praises of this movie. Well, let's talk about understand. what doesn't work. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing is I don't understand if – I know there are people who – there are people who exist who prefer the first movie or who even out of the franchise prefer Army of Darkness and that is their Ash and that is their movie. And I don't yeah. – I, I can't say I don't understand. Like sometimes you can see, I guess, where somebody would be coming from if that's you know what they mean. But I've never had like a constructive conversation with someone who preferred one or the other, you know, the first or the third and – communicated it to me in an effective way where I was just kind of like, well, that makes sense. You know, like to me, like, like I can see it through your eyes now. It's just kind of like, well, that's your thing. This is mine. And we just have to accept it. It's always been that. We're going to, you and I, we're going to rank these by the time we get to the new one. Cause Mm, I'm curious to even what mine is. Cause I mean, I, I, 
I have an idea right now, just like just of the four, not including that. And I guess maybe if if I have time to watch the series, we can group that in there as well. But um, yeah, I just I just be interested to to see where where I land with with all five movies and the show. Mm. Yeah, I haven't. Oh God, revisiting the show because I've seen it all the way through once, and I would love to go. I oh, I love that that series it's right up there with the Chucky series for me. Um, mm. as far as like recent horror, uh, t- television sagas, like, you know, carrying the torch from the cinematic universe. Oh and my God. It wasn't as far as I know, it, it was unfinished. Like it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Is that, uh, <sighs> that's all I'm going to say. So it was okay. Um, ah. well, <laughs> From what I understand, uh, he's not in the new one. Yeah, but well, he he made it clear allegedly. That Ash versus the Evil Dead was going to be yeah. his last foray into the uh, the franchise. Which yeah, I respect it. Well, we'll 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 see what happens. When we'll it, see when we when get it, there. When yeah. it, when it oh, with... I'm excited for you to find out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but I do got to say, like it's one of the strongest tenets for me. For this movie and why I think Abel, uh, the kid who thought I was going to hate it and thought I was going to hate Bruce Campbell and maybe <laughs> hate Abel. Um, the, the reason I don't is just because from beginning to end, what I love about it is that I feel like it breaks all the cinematic rules that you would probably learn in film school. Like it's billed as a sequel, yet it doesn't really make sense as one. <laughs> they didn't really pave the way for like a smooth transition from the first movie to this. Um like yeah, and there's no real continuity from where the first film left off, and there's no real character arcs to speak of, except for Ash, yeah. which is well. Even then, I would argue because his character, because you talk about like this not quite reluctant hero, but there's not yeah. really like between the three movies, there there isn't a through line of him kind of overcoming anything or getting to that point. He's just kind of going through like there he's he is whatever they need him to be at that particular time like he's he's not yeah he doesn't have a journey other than if if you make that super cut of the of all three films and then just be like okay here we go but even then it's not it's not consistent also the journey is entirely reactionary like it's it's kind of like letting yourself be defined by the thing you're pushing up against you know that thing that the the what what do they say the uh the Oh, fuck the unstoppable force meeting uh, an immovable object. Hmm. And if we look at the uh, uh, unmovable object as the deadites, I think is probably the better <laughs> role for it to play. And the But the unstoppable force is Ash because, you know, he has yet to be stopped uh, as far as, you know, that's the first two movies anyway. Yeah. Um, there, there's... It is very much a kind of like rise to the occasion, be what the moment commands of you. But there's something about that that makes him even more of an everyman for me. (laughs) Even though, okay, that opening, I knew I loved the movie just when he was standing there with Linda. And he was just raising his eyebrows in that awkward way. Talking about like, how about we open some champagne? And I can't even do it. Well, I'm a man and you're you're a a woman. Last time I checked. (laughs) <laughs> bomb bomb <laughs> I'm like what the fuck is he doing and I would still hear the class erupting in laughter and I can see my English teachers 
just like shaking her head, you know, with her hands over her face. What have I face. gotten like, myself I, into? Yeah. Yes, what have I done? Well, I can't you stop ever, it because have I you ever had now. a like a class where like they put a movie on and then they stop it or or fast forward or like through a bit because they're just like, well, that's not appropriate. <laughs> I had I was in charge of fast forwarding through a bit actually. I think it was in Excalibur, uh that old movie from uh I think it was the 80s, maybe it was the late 70s though. Mm. We were watching Excalibur cuz we were studying in whatever class we were studying um like King Arthur and all that bullshit. And I remember we were watching Excalibur and I was that my teacher couldn't be there that day. This was another teacher. So the teacher put me in charge of fast forwarding from one timestamp to another timestamp because apparently there's, uh, I guess, a sexual assault and there's some nudity. And I asked, is it all right if I just hit fast forward and not stop it and fast forward it to the spot? Because it'll be easier to be more precise then. And my teacher said yes. So, so I the teacher wasn't see- there. No, there was a substitute. Yeah. Substitute had been told, Eddie is to man the VCR <laughs> during the assault scene, during the nudity, so the children won't see it and everything. And again, mm-hmm. it was in high school, so children, whatever, but they're children. We're, we were mm-hmm. kids. But so I went over, and it was one of those deals where, you know, like the big giant uh, television was sitting atop like a, a kind of uh there's like wheelie on wheels yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly it was wheeling into class and then the vcr was just below it on another tray you know like three feet below it yeah so i was kneeling near the floor and i couldn't see the screen and i just hit fast forward and it just went you know uh and then i did that until the end of the timestamp. it didn't take too long and after it was over i just heard the substitute teacher say well he didn't do a very good job of it but uh We'll just we will ignore that and go on. And I remember looking back and going, "What? What did I do?" And everybody was like tittering and laughing because apparently they just saw boobies in like fast motion. <laughs> so I made them go by faster, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> and apparently, you know, like boobies on on a faster speed is funny, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to see them. Uh, so now I'm gay. You missed out. But... <laughs> yeah, that was that was the origin. That was your. Your gay. I was story, heterosexual, yeah. 100% bona fide heterosexual until that day. You missed out on it. <laughs> the fast boobies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but anyway, remember um, if there was ever yes. a time where, where like we, like a teacher stopped a movie or, or fast forwarded it. But I remember distinctly, I don't know what the fuck, like it was like our music class or like a music theory or, or some shit. <laughs> but she like, Got us to watch the movie Grand Canyon. <laughs> like oh the my one God. with Yeah, Kevin with, uh, Klein? Kevin Klein, and... Steve Martin. It was just like the weird like why are we watching this? I right. I I have no idea. I I think she just didn't have a lesson plan for like for like a month. <laughs> right. And it took us a yes. month to watch that movie because we would watch it and it would be like 45 minutes and then the next time we had the class, she would literally like rewind it 30 minutes because like she couldn't remember <gasps> where we left off and we would just keep oh watching God. the same part over. So it literally took us a month to get through this entire movie. And each oh time like we would tell her like, no, we already saw this part. And she'd be like, nope, that's fine. We're, we're going to start here. Oh, like, she had other things going on. Yeah. She was padding the job. <laughs> totally. Wow. Um, So, but I mean, like, I couldn't complain. I mean, it was like music class, like, so it's already kind of like an easy (laughs) pass. Yeah, I'm sure I found some way to fail it anyway. But it was just like, whatever. This is like, it's it's like a free period almost. Like, we just have to, yeah, 
watch this movie on, <laughs> <laughs> like a million times. Do you remember the Do you remember the first time you saw this one, Evil Dead Two? Um, probably like with a friend of mine. Mm. Like we just I, I don't know if he owned it or we rented it. Um, we were just like, you know, like probably one weekend just just watched it. Mm. Yeah, I always I really like. I always really enjoyed this one more than the original. That's all I. Remember. Did you see like, the original one first? Yeah, I think I watched them all in order. He had already oh, okay, seen them. Okay. Like he was already like telling me about. Like he was my mm. able, I guess. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was my enabler um, to, be, uh, to be evil dead. Uh, well, your able sounds like kind of a masochist, but um, no. Like he already told me about like there's <laughs> there's Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and that's like set in like the medieval times, and obviously at this point the the 2013 one hadn't come out like it was just the the three movies um but i remember like because back in the day because i was like late 90s early 2000s the internet was obviously there and you know just kind of like a a, a newish sort of thing so i always you know remember going on like horror websites and things and just seeing like, is there going to be a fourth evil dead movie? Cause I guess like for the longest time, they're just like, yeah, like there's, they're planning on doing a fourth evil dead. And I, I mean, I guess that's eventually what became the series. I, I don't really know um, like too much about it, but um, uh-huh. there was, I was always so fascinated with, like finding out this like news about these movies. Cause there wasn't really like, there's no YouTube back then. There was no like right. way. I mean, maybe like Fangoria magazine was, was your best bet. So it was just like going on the internet and finding these, these like tiny little um, websites, which probably don't even exist anymore. And just getting all of right. your information that way. I remember that's how I kind of like was following news for Halloween resurrection. Um, yeah. post H2O was just like, how is Michael going to come back after that? Cause it was, it was like, no, they're making another one. And Michael is going to, is going to be alive and mm, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, you know, I would watch these movies and I would <clears throat> be all on board for them. So I, I had seen evil dead one, two and army of darkness. And I was mm. waiting for that. Like, I didn't know if it was ever going to happen, but I, I was, I was ready for it, you know? Yeah. Um, I th- another thing that I feel like got really improved upon with this movie too. I mean, we already kind of touched on it, but I mean, just in terms of the the practical effects themselves, I don't know why I, I just enjoy them more. They're, they still have a wonderful kitschy feel that doesn't feel pretentious yeah. or, um, I, I mean, it, it just invites me in and, it, mm-hmm. and it's invited me in over 20 years ago when I saw the movie for the first time. And it, I still find it inviting and comforting yeah. every time I watch the movie now. I mean, except for the, the, the mounted deer head. But I mean, I just think about the like blood the blood budget, <laughs> or, <laughs> but the stop motion animation of yeah. like uh, the dance that Linda does <laughs> out. In yeah. the night air and everything <laughs> is oh my god! And then just her little ah, when she fades off <laughs> into the background, it gives me so much joy. There's tons of like little golden moments like this. I even just love like the fight in the tool shed where 
he uncovers, you know, to look for the chainsaw and it's missing, but there's a chainsaw shaped like chalk outline or something there. And then in, and then he's just like, where's the chainsaw? And then in runs the disembodied, uh, like the the disembodied head is resting uh, on the table or wedged and everything. And so in comes the body with the chainsaw and everything. Oh my God. And then accidentally like like, starts sawing into it. I was, again, I was getting kind of like flashback to last week with Chucky or Child's Play 1 of just, like, the head kind of, like, <laughs> controlling the body. <laughs> yes! Um, Except this time she's, like, talking shit to Ash, yeah. which is probably, you know, it's not I, it's not as funny, but it's more direct. Yeah. It's more visceral. And I also love how, like, because there's, there's jump scares in this movie, but they're all funny. Like, I don't get, yes. like, startled by anything. It's just... And I, I can, you can time them, too, because you know when it's going to happen. But every time it happens... It's it's like a comedy beat. Like it's not it's not a scary moment. And that's yeah. one of them when because you see like the 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 shadow of the, the chainsaw or where it uh-huh. was, and then and then in runs uh, the <laughs> headless Linda with yes. with, with, the, with the chainsaw. Um, or or when Annie makes the the we already said the line several times now but the, that thing is not my mother and then up jumps Ed with, yeah. and with that incredible oh my god I just love that makeup just the deadite face yeah. on him and everything with a rah, and then her and, rah, and everything and, and of course and the fruit so seller uh, yes. scare and, and all of them so <laughs> I mean they're, yeah they're countless everything and even down to the other stuff, which I feel like maybe maybe it didn't look so great originally, and maybe that's why they kind of like morphed the shot the way it was, like when the big bad finally during the climax, uh, like the big head comes through the door and everything, and it set and turns Ash's hair white and everything like that. I always wondered about like what they did with uh, maybe I, I, I didn't I still can't tell if they're trying to correct a mistake or if it's really. Also, maybe designed to try and make it look as though the being is trying to escape from the film strip itself, you know, as if yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's warping the film that is playing on, you know, that, that, that this movie is on the projector is playing and everything like so much. Yeah. And it's like almost going to burst through the screen. How, I don't how know. very I mean, meta. It works for me. Yes. I, I think my, my favorite effect is when we see the tree outside, like of that establishing. Oh, and it's just yeah. sort of like coming to life and like sort of like standing up from the roots. Yeah. That was done and the really roots well. Are, they're like yeah. moving like octopus tentacles or yeah. something. Like there. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Really, super cool. Really well done. For and sure. that wasn't something that I remembered from prior screenings. Like there's still things that happen where I'm just kind of like, Oh, I forgot about that. Like, you know, like it's still, that's, yeah. that's what, but that's one thing about this movie that I appreciate is I saw it young enough that I can still feel nostalgia and remember the first time I saw it, like it as a very different person and enjoy it on that uh, vein. But I also haven't overwatched it the way I used to overwatch things when I was a child to the point where watching it almost feels pointless i don't have it memorized you know and i can i so i can still kind of experience it again and there's there's something to that you know like i i notice i don't do that with a lot of recent movies either even the ones i like a great deal Mm -hmm. it's almost like i need to let it cool off because if i overwatch it it's gonna stop having an impact on me and i don't want that i want to keep that i want to stay in love man i want to (laughs) keep i want to keep the relationship fresh you know yeah but um and also just I do admire because I really didn't understand it the first time I, I watched uh I remember I think I watched it all the way through with another group of friends who had seen 
Evil Dead 2 before and had already seen Army of Darkness. So they were, you know, laughing with me again all over at the same things that we laugh at every time. But then when we got to the end and I finally saw the ending for the first time that he goes back, the fact that it ends on a cliffhanger that has pretty much nothing to do with at least what is what the bulk of the film's focus has been up until that point. Like, yes, they lay in that detail about, you know, the 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 one who fights, you know, who fell from the man who fell from the sky and fights demons and all that. But um if you're seeing the movie for the first time and you don't know anything about Army of Darkness, you're probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And it ends on a cliffhanger. That's how you're gonna end it? Like, um, okay, I guess there's gonna be a sequel. I don't know. I mean <clears throat> The fact that I saw Back to the Future part one <laughs> and part two prior to this movie maybe set me up a little bit more to kind of like digest something like that. But, yeah. uh, but again, like this is something you would not teach a cinema, a film student in, you know, in screenwriting class and write a cliffhanger. You know, yeah. you know, you, everything is about closure and about making sure you've tied up loose ends and everything like that instead of just leaving a, uh, a door open. But it, yeah. I don't Way know, ahead it of its time, but, well, but but as the put upon every man, it works because yeah. all he does is start shrieking no, you know. <laughs> and I mean, I could only imagine like being. I mean, I was alive in the day, but like not old enough to be seeing these movies, but still like because I don't think that anyone left Evil Dead, nineteen eighty one, like expecting a sequel. But still, that's like a six year. Mm-hmm. Uh, gap between movies but then it's still like another five i believe until yeah. uh army of darkness comes out so that's a long time to wait for a resolution to that cliffhanger mm-hmm. i wonder who because i i well i adored this movie and it's certainly i don't, I don't know I'm, i've never bothered to make a top 10 list of my top 10 horror movies because i feel like my opinions fluctuate too much and I yeah. grow and I change and things. So what, what's the point? But um, unless we did it for a pod, I would do it for that. But um, uh, I, so I don't know if this movie would occupy a space there. Maybe it would definitely be a contender while I'm mulling things over. But as far as franchises, I would be very curious to hear from anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to DM me, um, who's, among their top franchises, or maybe even if this is their top franchise, the yeah. Evil Dead franchise, like I'd, I'd I'd be interested to hear like what what motivates them, particularly with the cinematic yeah uh, steps, you well, know, you, the, the, the intervals. You have some interesting top franchises because I think I do. Your your favorites are Psycho and <laughs> Texas Chainsaw. So you're you're kind of you know you're. You, you're on a also like nightmare a and Chucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. but those yeah. are the ones that I that I like. I hear I'm just like, oh, interesting. You know, yeah, not yeah, not yeah, the yeah. the more mainstream ones that most people will will latch on to. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, but I can I can give you justification for all of that, and I think yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear I don't, someone in a non defensive way. I wouldn't attack someone, but I'd just be like, why? You know, what is it about the Evil Dead <laughs> franchise? Which that- is how people should you know respond when they hear. Uh, a, an opinion that differs from theirs, yeah. but yeah, this is this. I mean, this the Evil Dead as a franchise is not one that I'm like, oh yeah, like it's like I love every single movie in this franchise. You know, I like most yeah. of, like all of them, but you know, I'm not I'm not sitting there just like yes, every single one is a gem, and it's you know I watch them every year. <laughs> um, it's been so long since I've watched these movies, and not to say that this is not my like subgenre or like you know the kind of 
horror movies that I like or, or don't like. But sure. yeah, it's not a it, it's definitely like nowhere near like a, a top franchise for me. And I don't know. Mm. Like, I'd have to compile... I think maybe back in the day, this would have been in a top 10 for me. But now, I, I don't... Like, probably a top 20. Um, like, I'd really have to go through it. Because I, I actually... I, I rated this on Letterboxd, as I do after I watch a movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which apparently a lot of people do. Uh, well, I, I gave it four and a half stars. But... Um, which I think is, is well-deserved because I was really enjoying this. Like, I was laughing. Like, I don't yeah. do that very often. Like, I'm not a very emotive person when I watch a movie. Like, I don't get scared. <laughs> I don't, like, laugh along to things. But there were so many moments in here I was just like, okay. Because normally if I if I watch a movie, I'm on my phone or being distracted like like the oh. millennial scum that I am. And it's... <laughs> You know, there there was enough happening. Them just like, okay, I'm gonna put my phone down. I I'm I'm interested yeah. in this. Um, but you know, I was gonna say because I I did go to see the menu, which just came out, uh, which is really good. Yes. Um, but there was the this couple in front of me, and the lights came on, and I like stood up, and I I could see down, and they had their phones out, and both of them were on Letterbox, like already giving it a rating. Like the lights had just come up. I'm just like easy there like i didn't i didn't give it a rating till i walked out to the parking lot but like they were like right on top of that shit wow yeah yeah i need that's, i need to sit with uh, that's dedication i've it's rated just like, I was one there. movie <laughs> yeah no i've rated one movie on letterboxd i just started i i did the thing and um it's insidious and the only reason is because i screened it for my mom and so I was free. I wasn't even taking notes. Like I was free to just sit there and just enjoy it and occasionally glance over because she had never seen it before. And oh, she got scared. It was great. Um, mm. we'll and I just to got to kind of like distill too. it. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I got to distill it into like kind of its essence, which is something I think you have to kind of live with the movie. And it helps if you love it to kind of distill it to an essence because you can just think about, well, what do I love about it? What are its strengths? And I didn't have any weaknesses to address. Um, Sorry if I'm spoiling my attitude on the movie for a future pod, but um, but I do have a lot to. I don't discuss, think anyone's but, um, like coming into these these podcast episodes <laughs> being like, "I want to know how they felt about it." You know, I think that oh, he spoiled it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think anyone cares about what our feelings are towards it. They just like are more interested in like <laughs> what we have the to banter. say. Yeah. The yeah, banter, banter. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I have exactly one movie and I, 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 I'm still working, so it's still occupying a lot of my time, but I'm thinking like, you know, it'd be nice to, to dip in and start, you know, asking like what kind of movies? Cause I know people who go and see movies and then immediate put immediately put a review. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Maybe it's also just, I a, don't put like a, when I go on letterbox and rate a film, I don't like write anything up because that requires too much time. I've already got like enough <laughs> on my plate. I'll just give it a, an arbitrary rating. That's oh. good enough for me. And I might change it after a, a couple of days or months if okay. I go back to it, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to have like some articulated like paragraph that I've already like thought out in my head, like a Roger Ebert type, you know, from watching it. But I have to. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do what Roger Ebert did because I half the movies he thumbs down. I would never thumbs down. I think that this is. He thumbs down them either. I mean, I think this is another one that he did really like. 
I don't remember exactly what he rated it, but I remember like the VHS box for it on the yeah. front cover had like his rating and, and something. Yeah. So hold on, let me see if I can find it. While you're um, looking, can we also talk about that VHS cover? That was one of the scariest ones for me as a kid. The, the skull remember, with the eyeballs? I remember seeing the skull with the eyeballs look because they were looking at me. And, <laughs> and whenever I would go, before I even watched horror movies, I remember um, I would go camp out in the sections and just kind of like look at all the covers. I think we've touched on this before. but um, And just kind of speculate about what they might be about and the covers yeah. – would entice me, you know, like, um, and this was one that, I mean, it came out in 87, so it must have been on VHS by the time I was eight. And um, eight, nine, and ten, I was too afraid to even look the skull in the eye, as it were, you know. And to this day... I wonder whose eyes those are. I I don't know. Mm. I've never known. I'm curious. I wonder if, if anybody knows, but I mean... It's on the cover of the 25th anniversary yeah. Blu-ray edition. Well, we do see and the yeah, we do see the skeleton oof. of uh, Jake in the cellar afterwards. So maybe it's him. <laughs> um, I think oof. Roger Ebert gave it f- three stars. That's what it says on the VHS. It's just like three stars, oh. Roger Ebert, which incidentally is also what he gave Child's Play that we talked oh. about last week because we weren't sure uh, where he landed with that one so so that's a thumbs up technically right i would think so i mean that's like a 75 percent uh yeah. rotten tomatoes approved <laughs> <laughs> fresh but, um, rating okay okay because yeah. Uh, yeah okay that's interesting but i mean I, ugh, still anyway um, I don't yeah. mind writing a mini essay, not something that somebody's going to have to like comb through. Cause even I don't want to read that, but just a few lines that deftly kind of capture, yeah. you know, what is, what is it like to sit through this film yeah. or even if I'm mean, curious about what yeah, I think about like, it. Like I don't you know? review movies. Like I, it's not something <laughs> I, I do. I'll do them on my Patreon cause we do a monthly thing. And even then I feel like I'm not reviewing it. Like I, I'll like talk about it and just like say, you know, basic thoughts that come to my head. But it's funny because I feel like a lot of people who know me or just like, you know, it, it, that are friends or acquaintances in real life, they don't really know about my channel. Like they know that I YouTube, but they're just like, oh, yeah, you're going to review that. And I'm just like, I don't really do reviews. Like, I, I can't remember. Right. I mean, if, if it's something like major like Scream or Halloween and it's like, yeah, sure, I'll talk about it. But I, it's this, like, hilarious misconception that people will say just, like, oh, yeah, he reviews movies on YouTube. It's like, actually, it's a little bit more involved than that. Thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> A little boundary there. Draw yeah. a boundary. A little crowbar of separation. Uh, Which is fine. And it's yeah, funny sure. because, like, my um, – like, if I look at my analytics on YouTube, um, so few of my – uh, viewers and subscribers are from Canada. So it's like, nobody knows who I am here. <laughs> I'm anonymous. I'm bigger in the States. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I have no idea of my scope, but <laughs> my reach, <laughs> but, um, um, but the people who have gotten in touch with me, thank you. You're wonderful. Um, <laughs> I do want to say also just like a uh, huge, uh, just expand upon like why Bruce Campbell is such a good actor within this movie. Um, the hand bit before he cuts it off. 
I always speculate as an actor what it must be like to have to lay on the floor when he's got his nails embedded into the, you know, into the ground. Mm. And he's doing that, like, slow tug, like, slowly pulling himself Well, I think that they're pushing him from behind. Of course. He may even just be pushing himself. He may, I always think his, maybe his knees are bent. And he's pushed up against like a block or something, and he just kind yeah. of keeps pushing himself like until he's like standing tall or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that can all, all of that can work. Yeah. Um, but I, I just mean the sensation of it because even that, like, I'm just like, oh, your face, like, along, <laughs> like, you were just talking about getting into fights and like, no, my face. Like, I yeah. think I'd be too. <laughs> this is the moneymaker. This is yeah. what's going to sell Especially tickets for, for him. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um but I'll, just the sensation of it and I've I've speculated about it many times and I've never actually gone yeah. through and done it and I don't think I will because Well maybe I'm the too their set was a little like you know it might have looked like like untreated wood but it, you know it might have been like a, a smooth glossy surface. I doubt it. That cabin I mean that's <laughs> I think we probably talked about this with the the original in that episode yeah. but I mean like that is an impossible space like it's oh, yeah. so much bigger. Like I was just, I was looking on here. I think like they filmed it in like oh, obviously on a on a huge set. Yes. But you you like look at that and just like there's all these like hidden passageways between the walls that sort of like you know twist and turn around everywhere. Yeah. And it's just like going through doors and doors and doors and doors. And now we're outside. Yeah. So it's like this tiny little like from the front. It's like this. Big. It's a box. But in the yeah. back, it's just it's huge. Um, <laughs> It's this like cavernous that. maze of yeah. <laughs> like shutters and yeah and wood and it's just yeah I adore but that's also part of again the sense of humor of it it's just like how can that possibly exist yeah. in there <laughs> the next time that's like the next time they'll it. make another Evil Dead movie uh, with going back to the cabin and then we'll see that there's now a staircase that goes up to like a second level <laughs> and there's an ad you know it'll be like the Halloween 5 Myers house even though like from the front it'll still be the like the tiny little cabin <laughs> I, I I would applaud that. I would be yeah. <laughs> I would be all about that. Um, I think again, yeah, maybe just in terms of like it's this movie shares my sense of humor. I I the things that it thinks are funny, I think yeah. are funny. But that's true of a lot of Sam Raimi <laughs> projects. Even the he's Sam Raimi has directed a movie or two that I haven't been entirely on board with the film at by and large. But I mm-hmm. can always get a chuckle. I can always he can always do something that I'm just kind of like, ha, 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 yeah. there you are. I mean, you like me. it seems like mostly he produces movies like his uh, Ghost House mm. or whatever. Like that's that's his big sure. thing. Like he did do the the new Doctor Strange. Yeah, uh, movie. I I don't remember what he did before that, um, mm. but yeah, he's not like it's 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 mostly like not even like just ex- executive producers. Like I don't know how much involvement he has in it. If it's just like his studio and someone else is like, ah, we'll oversee everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know anymore. Yeah, and I'm no, and I'm boy- still boycotting Disney movies. So <laughs> I well, I'm like, mar- I mean, my relationship with like the MCU is I just like I just don't. It's just it's too much. It's too overwhelming. Like I I if I've if it's taken me this long to see Ash versus the Evil Dead because that's like three measly little seasons of a show <laughs> that I have to watch in addition short to, seasons to too. the four. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what I mean. To like the four movies that are already there. Like imagine how I must feel when there's like 30 fucking yeah. superhero movies that are a dime plus a dozen. Series. Like all the same. Plus. Yes. And now the series. <laughs> and there's like, I don't even, I could not keep count. I don't know how many there are. 
You'd have and to go on this, Wikipedia and, and start. Yeah, and even when I do go on Wikipedia, it's so, like, everything's so confusing because it's all, it's all about, like, what's to come, what is, like, the next sure. phase and stuff. Um, and there's even, like, the other, like, the pre-Disney Plus shows, like the, like, the Daredevils yes. and the, the Jessica the Jones. Shows. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. just, like, do those count, too? Because now they're sort of incorporated into the universe. And that's, to me, it's just, like, you lost me. You lost a customer. Because I, I was already, like, <laughs> hanging by a thread there. And now it's just, like, you've made this too complicated for me. I do not deal with this much shit, yeah. you know? Like, I like things to be neat and organized. And, uh-huh. I know and a lot somewhat of people tenable. feel that way, too. Yeah. That it's it's almost like you're they're, the, the, uh, <laughs> their eyes were bigger than their stomachs. Um, yeah, or just, or no, I had my I, I had a conversation with my bestie uh, Bonnie about uh, the MCU because I think she was seriously considering seeing Endgame, and I was like, "Have you seen Infinity War?" And she said, "No." I'm like, "Don't, no, no." Okay, wait. Yeah. Wh- how many MC? I know you you fell off like somewhere in Phase One. How many have you seen? She's like, "I've seen." Both the Iron Man movies, I'm like, there are three, so that you you already, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, I saw the first Thor, you know, and then I think she saw the first Captain America and the, and the first Avengers movie, and then she fell off. And I'm like, oh, honey, yeah. it's not going to make any sense. You don't, don't see Endgame. Like, do, do you want me to walk you, and this is when I was still watching Disney stuff. I was like, do you want me to walk you through? And she's like, well, how many movies is it now? And I think at that point it was 22. She was like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no, no, I girl, almost I'll see like, else. yeah. And you know me, like, I love continuity in my franchises. Yeah. Well, I like, I need continuity in my franchises, but yeah. there's like, with this, it's just like, you're asking too much of me. Like, I would, I would take a 13 movie Halloween franchise with no cohesiveness <laughs> or coherency <laughs> or any semblance of like, a through line that works in any way. And I will watch all 13 of those movies, even the ones I hate right. before yeah. I would sit through uh, even a fraction of, of what is <laughs> in the MCU. And even like the, the evil deads, because I don't think, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it when we talk about the 2013 and the new one, yeah. obviously depending on, on how it connects with everything else. But sure. it's like, even these three, like we already said, that's like, there's connective tissue, but it's kind of choppy still at best. It's like yeah. it, it, it's kind of like two like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step mm. back. So <laughs> maybe maybe I don't love continuity all that much. I mean, it just it depends, you know. I mean, I you're making me really wonder about something now because. I won't get into it, but I will say the two sequels in the original trilogy mm. of the Evil Dead franchise, you know, like the, fir- the first, the Cardinal Three, yeah. um, they, uh, the two sequels do kind of take like, you know, what, what, where we left off and replay it, but like, you know, at, 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 a, at a different speed, shall we say, because uh, yeah. I feel like it gets expanded on in the next movie uh, mm-hmm. versus like how evil dead two ends. Yeah. But I'm wondering if the, a huge reason for doing that is Sam Raimi not having the confidence that the audience, because they were released so far apart is not having the confidence that the audience who is coming to see this movie has seen <laughs> the two movies prior, you know, like, or yeah. the movie prior, like whatever. I'm wondering if he did it just so anybody can uh, 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 arrive at this yeah. and kind of go, Oh, I get what's going on. All right. 
Well, I don't you know, know I the, the, the uh, whatever between Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, but apparently the reason why they did the opening of Evil Dead 2 like that is because they didn't have the rights to oh. the original because um, it was a, a different production company right, or, right, or whatever. Right. So rather just to be more economical than to have uh, Bruce Campbell and four other actors come in and do kind of like a, a quick, like abridged recap of all that oh. stuff. They just kind of took the, the greatest hits or just the most important bits of, of sure. what happened in the first movie to, to have in that opening. So I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I, who owns army of darkness? Is that universal? I believe Cause so. maybe they just didn't have the the rights to the footage from Evil Dead or maybe or Evil Dead 2. And maybe it was just like a a um, pattern at that point. We're just like, we're just going to bring in new <laughs> actors and stuff. Because I mean, like even with in the third movie, which we'll talk about, because like that whole bit with Bridget Fonda playing mm, yes. the, the girlfriend, like that's Linda. even like the shortest appearance of Linda and it's like I could have used more of her. And there isn't the third one is when they introduce Smart because I don't think that there's any mention of yeah. Smart in no, Evil Dead Two. No. But that's that's how well this works because when I think of that, I still like see Evil Dead, the Evil Dead 1981. I'm just like, yeah, this is Ash. Um, he he works at Smart in uh, yes. whatever department <laughs> he's in. But it's like we we first see it in in Army of Darkness when he's just like. Shop smart, shop as smart. And yes. <laughs> and for all intents and purposes, he is he is he is arguably there is a case to be made for him to be a completely different character in every single movie, yet the Bruce Campbell <laughs> of it all. Yeah. I accept it, and I don't know anybody who yeah. doesn't. I don't know anybody who walks away from this franchise going like, I don't know. I mean, I just don't believe that Bruce Campbell is the same person. I've never heard anybody yeah. have that issue. You know, This Maybe is why Bruce it, Campbell but... deserves to be on a, on a much higher echelon than a Jamie Lee Curtis, because he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's still playing the same character. <laughs> Even if it's scripted differently, we still get... Yeah. But, oh my god. <laughs> That's what we so need anti. now. Like the net the a new movie is just like Bruce Campbell versus Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my god. <laughs> Place your bets. <laughs> oh my god. And that or you know just, what? Oh. I mean, maybe maybe that's what we need, like the MCU of like the horror franchises. Just get all of them together. <laughs> Just to see that it I mean, won't work at all, but I mean, just I like, don't just know. To have the, one. The, yeah, the dark universe is already tried. I mean, they kind of succeeded with the Invisible Man. And, but that's that's um, the only one. That's the only one. What's, isn't there something coming up though? Isn't there Wolf, another one that they're the making? Wolfman. Yeah, the Wolfman. Uh, but I I heard for a long time there were rumors that a Bride of Frankenstein like movie is coming. And uh, who knows, but uh, I don't know, whatever. But um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm always for that. I, I actually liked Dracula Untold. Was that what it was called? The the one with uh, I haven't seen Luke it. Evans. Oh, I actually liked it. I know a lot yeah. of people thought it was shitty and hated the kind of I was like, it's 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 a movie. I, well, I, I mean, th- come on, people. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the Blumhouse Invisible Man is connected to that no, dark universe per se. No, it that isn't. was. That was, I, was it Dracula Untold? And then whatever untold the Untold and the Mummy. Yeah, the and Tom the Cruise Mummy. And I think that is what killed that it. That killed it. Yeah. Was Tom Cruise. 
box office. <laughs> it's like sometimes he's box office gold, sometimes he's box office poison. You never know which Tom Cruise you're going to get, you know? Like, <laughs> this would just be like Tom Cruise versus everyone. Well, I feel like that also was the nail in the coffin, and we probably won't ever do pods on these movies, so I don't feel bad discussing them. But I feel like the, the, because I feel like there was a case maybe to be made from a production standpoint of why Dracula Untold wouldn't work, because Luke Evans wasn't really a name, and, you know, he wasn't even really in the, public consciousness or anything like that and it is like an origin story and anytime you like kind of like do like a villain origin story like and promote it as an origin story people might not want to come they just want to go to a good horror movie and it wasn't a good horror movie per se it wasn't like a friday night let's go out with our friends and eat popcorn and enjoy a good horror movie it was a a a battle tale you know like it was a angsty period draw melodrama and um and i liked it for those reasons with some darkness but um, then you get Tom Cruise in there. You're like, okay, let's switch gears and put in a star, put in a bunch of stars, and let's just like pound the shit out of it, make it Hollywood blockbuster, like yeah. you know, fill the screen with CGI and everything. And then that didn't work. And they're like, okay, done. Let's just make yeah. indie feeling movies with lower budgets and Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. <laughs> well, I and mean, so that's, far, so good. yeah, that's that's the thing because I feel like if, as long as they're keeping it to Blumhouse, and I know I've criticized Blumhouse uh, in the past a lot, but I think that if they can make something happen with with just their updates specific to their studio, like that could be a thing. I'd be interested in that universe. But now that merger yeah. with Blumhouse and James Wan, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, as long as they keep too. as long as they keep Tom Cruise out of it, that's. that's <laughs> I don't, I don't know why see. we always. I always have this like anti Tom Cruise agenda. So do I. I feel like I feel like Tom Cruise is like the Joan Crawford of like our time. <laughs> <laughs> he is arguably like one of the last standing movie stars yeah. of our time. Like because that's that word is becoming less and less relevant as time goes on, but. He is still, you know, like this Titan name over the title, you know, bullshit. But, um, yeah. But movie stars can have flops. And if they put him anywhere near a castle of Kandar, I don't want to see it. I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to walk in the other direction and say, I'll wait for, I'm going to m- modify a, a Randy Meeks quote and just say, I'll wait for streaming, you know? Because uh, <laughs> I will be curious, but I don't want to spend any money yeah. on it. I'll I'll stream it when I'm on that platform. Unless it's straight to streaming, because you know that's a lot of. Uh, th- th- there's that things, too. Yeah. But I have a lot more things to stream before I would ever yeah. stream a Tom Cruise vehicle. Sorry, folks, if there's any Tom Cruise aficionados out there, I'm not insulting you. Yeah. I just feel insulted by him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's he's my cherry when, picker this week. Actually, oh, wow. <laughs> no. it's, I think it's funny because when we did the first uh, Evil Dead episode, <laughs> we got to a point where we stopped having things about Evil Dead to talk about, and we just yeah. sort of like started talking randomly, like we are now. And it's not like like a bad thing to the movie. Like it's it's it, no. it doesn't negate like a testament to how good this is. I just think that this is such a basic movie, and then I mean that in the best yeah. way possible. Like, there's only so much yeah. you can say, unless you were like a professor on the Evil Dead yes. franchise, and you could bring you had like this Wikipedic knowledge of just like everything that happened with the production and and yada yada yada, exactly. and you could talk about it for ages. But I just feel like, I mean, not to like <laughs> sell us short and say 
this is going to be a boring podcast. It's just like Evil Dead 2 is good. You should watch it. It's one of our favorite movies. Next. You know, <laughs> but I, I get like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't have, yeah. I don't like, I have passion for it and I, and, and you know, I can talk about it, but I just like, it, it's so limited of like well, the things also- that I could say. Sure. Well, much in the same vein as like, you know, you talking about yourself as a YouTuber and how people probably should not turn to you for reviews because that's not what you do. This pod has never really been about info information dumps. We've brought in trivia here and there that we find interesting or that we, you know, may not be commonly known that we think other people might find interesting or even that just comes up in conversation. But I don't heavily this isn't a heavily researched you know kind of like let's break it down let's start at the beginning and walk (laughs) through the production history and everything because i feel like there are a lot of pods that do that to the point where i think we even had a discussion at the inception of the first uh pod when we were doing commentaries and stuff with you just to let you know yeah yeah just to let you know just just for your information trivia will come up you know but i'm not there are so many horror podcasts, and this was what, like two two years ago now? Yeah. There are so many podcasts out there that just kind of recount the same IMDb facts over and over and over <laughs> again. And some of them get them wrong. Some of them, you know, don't source them properly. So I'm sitting there going like, actually, that's a falsity. <laughs> and you don't know that because you don't have the history with this movie that I do, the person yeah. I'm listening to on a podcast who I can't, who I don't want to interact with. I don't want to get in your DMs and tell you what you got wrong. Um, I'm just going to unsubscribe. And so for those reasons, I've never wanted to be part of an information dump podcast. I'm much more of the ilk of like, well, we We've got a dynamic. People like listening to us. You've got an opinion. I've got an opinion. Let's bounce them off each other. And yeah. if something else comes up, the tangents are, I yeah. love the tangents. It's, I mean, it's more about, <laughs> it's, it's less review and more just like experience and thoughts. Yeah. And, and Conversation. Like exactly. Yeah. I mean, I get, and I suppose that's been working, you know, <laughs> let us know <laughs> I haven't if heard it any complaints. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it oh, isn't, you're probably gone by you, now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, we can only do what we can do, and we can't please everybody. So no, if you no. are pleased by what you're listening, thank you. Yeah. By what you're listening to, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Even that's bad grammar, but whatever. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. And if you're not, you're probably not listening anymore anyway. Yeah. So later. I guess if if I just had one other thing just to say about this particular movie, just just in terms of things, because I, again, like, because the the first one is so vague to me. Like, I every time I watch it, I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, that, but I forget about it afterwards. Um, sure, sure. Because I don't remember in the in the infamously when Professor Nobi was talking on his thing, and I say infamously because that is what kind of formed the cherry picker to to what it is now or just like what it is he was saying because this is the first time we actually get to see him uh in, yeah. in the flashbacks and i just feel like the lore is expanded on so much more because we see like oh that's where they got the book from and it's just like it was almost like mm. it, just to get that visual rather than just hearing about it as like an exposition through a tape recorder yeah. i just i felt like more immersed in in the mythology of like the evil dead verse of just seeing like right. okay so that's so that's where they got the book then they went to the cabin and then i can kind of like piece together what the trajectory is of like where the story goes from like point A to point B. 
Right. And the fact that, uh, Annie, uh, the element of Annie, like bringing kind of like the lost pages of the Necronomicon yeah. along with her and that those are what need to be read in order to kind of like negate or, or neutralize everything that's going on and send the demon back from whence it came or whatever. And, um, that, uh, because again, like <laughs> we talked about it with the evil dead, the first movie. That climax happens and I get kind of lost. It's a feast for the eyes with all the, you know, low budget practical effects and the, the, the hot cereal, the cream of wheat coming out mm. of various, you know, uh, appendages and whatnot, orifices and everything, but, and the pencil in the, angle you know like all yeah. of that and just everything that's going on every which way it all just kind of like unravels and becomes madness and that's fine i do appreciate a little bit more of the uh second time using this word in the pod cohesiveness of um the plot elements i mean there aren't a lot it is incredibly simple but it's still detailed enough that i i get what's going on every every moment and even when the madness is happening i'm getting like okay Madness is happening. It's a designated spot <laughs> for madness and it's exposing, you know, whether it's exposing Ash's madness, you know, laughing along with the lamp and all of and the books and all the inanimate objects in that room mm. just to kind of like see, oh god, he could cross over. Like the man is not doing well. He needs <laughs> he needs some help. And then what does he get? Abuse from his peers, you know, his would-be yeah. peers. I don't know. I appreciate all of that. The whole the bag, newbies and the nobies. I think it's a pretty perfect version of what it is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. really change anything. Yeah. Yeah. And th- uh, what that's probably. I mean, the yeah, I agree. I agree because I gave it four and a half stars. But I don't know if just because it's not maybe my brand of horror completely sure. that it's like I wouldn't say this is like five stars for me. But again, like those star rankings are so arbitrary. So you know, yeah. it's, it's really like yeah. anyone's whim. Absolutely, but, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think we could probably comfortably mosey on over to the cherry picker. Let's mosey. Let's, let's mosey. It's not like we on purpose. Okay, uh, cherry on top because we're not doing any scream. <laughs> or Bruce Campbell's eyebrow deserves, <laughs> to, you know, yeah. or his arm, that bicep. Ooh, but I, I mean, um, is there anyone who deserves it more than Ash? No, like I mean, the only, I mean, it's gonna be Ash. But I would say, yeah. if if I had to make a case for anyone else, I might say Bobby Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight if we did, but why? I want to know why. I don't know. I just like, <laughs> she's just so entertaining from the moment she shows up on screen. Like that whole like bit, like it, it, whenever they're introduced, they're just like, I forget what the dialogue is, but they're just like, they're already butting heads when they, they meet each other. And just like, yeah. it's like, why do you hate each other? You just like, exactly. Like, it's, it's just yeah. funny. And the, and the spitting, the very unladylike, um, behavior and just just the fact that she kind of gets the most abuse uh, other than Ash of so just like you know she's the one that swallows mm. the eyeball or doesn't swallow it but yeah. it like flies but, yeah, into in her, her mouth yeah. she's the one that runs dragged she gets shot in the in the shoulder yes, dragged by the tree yes. like she's just the the one that you know maybe if she hung in the back a little bit more and didn't interact as much because <laughs> then they threw Ash in the in the 
fruit cellar and she spit yes. on it. She like full on spit down oh, the fruit yeah. cellar. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, cause I mean, that could be like deplorable. Like I hate you. You're, you're <laughs> going to be the cherry picker nomination behavior, but I like it too. It's just too entertaining to me. So it's too, it is too entertaining. Yeah. I enjoy her a great deal. Also, she deserves honorable mention for sure, but okay. cherry on top is going to be Ash. Ash. Yeah. Obby. Yeah. So now let's do the actual cherry picker. So last week for Child's Play, uh, we asked you between my nomination of Walter Criswell, who was Uh the department store supervisor who uh, Karen Barkley worked for, versus Dr. Ardmore, your nomination, who was the the psychologist uh, Mm -hmm. in charge of the, the... the facility where Andy was locked away, and we asked you yeah. which one of those deserved to die the most. And across Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, keep in mind we are recording this a little bit earlier just because of time constraints. So we didn't get everyone's vote in because the Child's Play episode has not actually been released yet. But mm-hmm. 327 for Chriswell versus 461 for Ardmore. Oh my god! And I want to hear. Before I even read anything, I just want to say that I am shocked and <laughs> and appalled because I'm questioning like, does anyone even remember this movie? Because not and not to like <laughs> make a defense for Ardmore. Actually, to make oh. a defense for Ardmore because oh he's basically. He doesn't have the facts in front of like he he's unaware of the supernatural element of this as far as he's concerned. Here's this 6-year-old child who has escaped from his room, who's wielding a scalpel. He's already been linked to two crime scenes where there's been murders and all he's doing is restraining the child and taking the scalpel out of his hand. To either protect the child from harming himself yeah. or other people. I don't know why you've... I mean, I know why you nominated him. You had your own personal, yeah. more shallow reasons. <laughs> I was picking just a really bitchy queen who sure. obviously had a very miserable life and hated himself and everyone who worked for him. But apparently... Well. <laughs> Most of the people Apparently, don't see it that maybe way. Maybe I maybe I wasn't the only one who had that gut reaction though. I'm curious <laughs> to hear the comments. I maybe, maybe we'll see. I just wanted to put my two cents in there because I am of course, I am shocked of and appalled. <laughs> I'm always appalled, but 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 especially shocked <laughs> this time. <laughs> so Rashim says Chriswell gets my vote because he gave off narcissistic vibes and reminded me of a manager I once had. Okay. And uh, yeah, we've all had that manager. <laughs> oh dear God. We've all had going. that bitchy queen. What did you you said it like a messy queen or Oh, I just... said uh no, uh uh stuffy, stuffy, stuffy queen. Stuffy queen, yeah. Uh Slayer yeah. Fan 87. Chriswell gets my vote. It's not Karen's fault. They are low staff. It's her son's birthday. For God's sake, I blame him for the death of Maggie, iconic member of the Pink Ladies. 
Yeah. Marty Maraschino. (laughs) And it's true. It's just like, if you work at a job, it's not your, like, that's not your responsibility. Zach, stop making a case. Go on. (laughs) I'm going to make a fucking case because this is, this is. You're not going to win it. The the verdict is in. But it looks like most of the people are saying Chris. Yeah. Well, usually I'm part of like a vocal minority. Maybe you're part of the vocal minority this week. Welcome to my world. This, I mean, I'm okay with losing, but this one just, it hits different you know i'm just i'm just saying that this is hilarious thomas baker says this was a tough one but my vote goes to walter okay michael 92 chriswell because he wouldn't help kevin's mom at the airport and home alone oh is that the same Mm. actor i guess death to him um (laughs) neon icon uh dr ardmore is clearly deranged but uh, Crisco up there is looking mighty judgmental. This is a tough one. Um, well, that was rude. Um, Adrian Ramirez. I'm sad we never got to see Chris Will react to Maggie's death. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't have cared. He would have just been like, <sighs> well, he, he would have cared because they would have had to hire someone new, but. Right. Yeah. That, uh, he would have been inconvenienced. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to work shoes now? It's like, I'm going to have to step in and, and work shoes until we yeah. find a replacement. That would have been entertaining. We we did want more Criswell after yeah. our discussion. Like, it's like, hey, he should have. He literally should have been killed. He should have been in the movie yeah. more. And just like, because yeah. I mean, if this was if this was a sequel to to Child's Play where, you know, Chucky, we already knew Chucky was alive and was running amok. He totally would have been killed. He would have been like the equivalent of like the teacher in two, where just like, I don't like this bitch. I'm going to kill him. Um, <laughs> TP Hoarder says, oh, wait, did I get uh, Green Koopa says Ardmore looks like Cronenberg. Oh, oh, I disagree. But OK, <laughs> maybe it's I the glasses. Is actually, oh, I think Cronenberg actually pretty attractive, but okay, go oh, on. Yeah. Well, maybe you, yeah. you... Well, yeah, I know how you feel about Ardmore, but... T.P. Hoarder says, The doctor for trying to inject my poor Andy with a sedative shot. The boy Aww. is just a boy. And the <laughs> doctor is just a doctor. Oh, come on. <laughs> Rob Rangel. I voted Chris well for being a shitty and manipulative boss. Karen shouldn't be forced to cover someone else's shift if she already worked hers. I agree. Dayman, fighter of the nightman, Chriswell, handily. The doc thought he was dealing with a psychotic child patient who was a suspect in multiple homicides. Chriswell was a dick and an exploitative boss. Agreed. But that, no, that's, that's really interesting to me because, yeah, the vocal minority was on your side this week. And I, that's, maybe that's because that's they the see, like, it's the, when, when you vote for something and, and it's just like, you're validated because you're, you see, like, I voted for the right vote. This is what most right. people have, have chosen. But when you're, like, exactly. in the minority, you're just going to be like, well, these are the reasons why you're all wrong. And so I, I will yeah. say, if I were going actions, um, and voting, you know, like what is scripted and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a worthy contender against Criswell would have been the peddler. I mean, because he's an attempted rapist and he's <laughs> disgusting and he has no redeemable values. He, he's the reason the whole movie happens to Andy. And so, I mean, on paper, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. The problem is I have an I even love more. That he's, he's the reason the movie happens to Andy, not Charles Lee Ray. 
Well, because he's the one he's he's the 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 messenger. He's the one who delivers Charles Lee Ray to Karen, who delivers it to Andy. And Karen doesn't know any better. But the peddler doesn't know any better either. But but it's it it is stolen. Like let's just yeah, it is a stolen doll. So anyway, ask Theolus, ask Theolus yourself. I think I dated him. Anyway, okay, (laughs) I'm gonna stop quoting Child's Plan. I'm gonna say. I went with my gut. I always say vote your heart, vote your conscience. But this, that particular week, I voted my gut because I, there's something happens in my body that just rejects that character when he's on screen. And I got confirmation from my bestie, Bonnie, who hasn't really seen any of these movies. <laughs> and she said, yeah, those glasses look, for some reason, when they're on women in the 80s, they look so cool. And when they're on men, they just make them look creepy. So I voted for you. I'm like, thank you. So I think it maybe even just aesthetically people responded to it. And maybe I played that political card unknowingly. But I, I did, uh, like, I think people may be responding in a similar way that I do to just the way the character affects the air. Are we still talking so about Child's Play? I thought you were picking yeah, a nomination for Evil Dead. No, no, no. I just, I just wanted to get into it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. No, 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 fair enough. (laughs) So, okay, so uh, cherry picker for me this week. I, um, again, I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to choose Jake because he's, he's a white American man with a gun and no emotional control. And that's kind of the worst thing (laughs) in the world Uh, or one of them, one of them in, in the world right now. And also... I, I derive so much pleasure. I know I hate a character when they get hurt and I'm like, yeah. And when Annie slams the door on him after that, she's, hasn't she, I can't remember if she stabbed him before that. Does she stab him first? She stabbed him with in the, the gut. Yeah. With the dagger. By yeah. accident. With the Kandarian dagger. And, um, and didn't even apologize. And, then, <laughs> and didn't even apologize. Well, she didn't have a time, but she tried to carry him. She tried to lift him, and she's going, that, that is a scene. <laughs> that is a noise. scene. I fucking love that scene, too. Yeah. But And then, like, shutting the door on his body and everything, I'm just like, yeah, shut it more. Cut a bitch in half. I, I really dislike that character. The, the, the whole putting them at gun, gunpoint and shrieking Bobby Joe, it's just, I, I've, I think I've mentioned on the pod before, there's, like, Johnny Useless who can graduate to Johnny fuck up <laughs> and he's a fucking Johnny fuck up. Like, fuck you. Just fuck you. Go bro. I hope you're burning in hell. That's my vote for this, for this, this week is Jake. You're not, you're How not going to you? pick professor Noby. Hey, that was your big no. thing. Last time. Well, we made rules. <laughs> yeah, but he counts this time. I don't have a visceral reaction to him. We just went over how on paper, yeah, sure, but no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, we, we could have also made a case, just a story to go back to Cherry on Top, but even possessed Henrietta. <laughs> <laughs> that it's would be too a more late. fun. It's, ch- it's too late. Yeah, it's now. too late. That would yeah. be a more fun Cherry on Top. Like it'd yeah. be like, oh, what a superlative. But I, yeah. I don't honestly believe that. I don't yeah. honestly believe that. Um, She's a highlight for sure. I'm going to, I'm a little torn because I, I feel like you're really like talking up Annie, like she's this great character. I don't really like her that much. Oh, I love her. <laughs> but I feel like I'd probably pick Ed Getley because yeah. like, who is he? What is he doing there? He's such a nothing <laughs> character. 
<laughs> he just adds nothing. He's he's taken out super early, completely <laughs> ineffective. <coughs> I remember. It wasn't like and wasn't. I mean, like not to do the thing that you do where you just assume that like two uh, <laughs> people are together. But I mean, like they were full on kissing, so I just assumed yeah, that was her boyfriend. And no, she, did, she did not mourn. She did not. It was like. Eh, nope. it's over. So it, I don't think he was that important. It was just it like, was a tensile connection at yeah. best. Um, and yeah, and he got thrown into the fucking picture frame, and it wasn't like he did it on purpose. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go for him just because I don't. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, you can vote your heart, vote your conscience, and that uh, yeah. poll will show up on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. If you are new to the cherry picker and you are watching this on YouTube, uh, please subscribe. Uh, but you can also listen to these episodes uh, on any podcast streaming platform. The RSS feed link is in the descriptions below. And if you are listening to us, you can find us on YouTube as well. If you want to watch our talking heads as we <laughs> ramble on about these movies and, and such. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to follow us on social media, you can go to Instagram at the Cherry Picker Pod. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, I this because I always get like flustered at this part because like literally when I created the account, there was already a Cherry Picker, so I don't oh. know because like if you type Cherry Picker, I don't think we showed up. I so I made it so it was like all the consonants and none of the vowels. Cause I was just like tired of like trying to find like a number or whatever. Oh. I don't know. We're there. You, the link is in the YouTube and the, and the, the, uh, is it your face is, 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 does it have an, at least an icon next to it with you going? No, like, it has, it has the, lo- like the cherry picker logo. Oh, the cherry picker logo. Okay. Look yeah. for the logo folks. Look for sure. the logo. But I, but there is a link in the Twitter, in the YouTube <laughs> video and on the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the, the episode information. If you're listening to it, um, and if you do want to support on Patreon, it's my Patreon. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to even like the lowest tier that will get you all of these episodes mm-hmm. five, four or five days uh, ahead of time that you can enjoy over the weekend. I do want to yeah. welcome uh, a new Patreon supporter who just signed up. So uh, welcome aboard to Alicia Joe. Yay! Or Alicia Joe, one one of the other, but Yay! yeah, yay, hey, Alicia Joe, <laughs> Alicia <Yeah>. Joe, Alicia <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome aboard. Thank you. And uh, if you also are on Patreon, if you're signed up to the Freddy Krueger tier, that will give you access to our bonus podcast episode, The Cherry Picker After Dark. This month for November, uh, we did Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, but you also have access to all of the previous Cherry Picker After Darks, which we did cover Seasons 1 and 2 as well. Uh-huh. So... With that said, uh, our personal social medias, where can they find you? You can find me at Edward is Truth exclusively on Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I am so stoked, though. Like, I, like people have been subscribing. Uh, I, I Last I think I mentioned I had over 100. I have over 200 subscribers now just off of what I posted months ago. So I'll, thank you, everybody who subscribed. 
more is coming. <laughs> Just <laughs> thank you so much. Please be patient. I I, I want to repay your 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 attentions. How about you, Zach Cherry? Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Retro Bitchface. It's all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Zach Cherry Eight, and you can go to my main YouTube channel, Zach Cherry. Z A C K. <laughs> Because you're so big in the states, yeah. Z A C K. If you're if you're Canadian, <laughs> cherry like the fruit, <laughs> the fruit salad, yes. and <laughs> and you can you can find me over there. New stuff is coming as well. <laughs> it's been a slow month. Been focusing on the the, the podcast, but I got it's I got been, something. It's been slow the, for everybody. Things are tough all over. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what that means, but anyway, what do we got going on next week? <laughs> Um, we've got that. Okay, this is really good because I've been for a long time waiting, and now it's finally that. Um, remember when it uh released? I, we all, I think, we all remember where we were when it when it hit the water. Um, that that movie that that was so good. Remember Zach? No, Remember? I don't. <laughs> oh, me neither. I, I don't I really. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we actually have anything planned for next week. After oh. all that build up, all that suspense, <laughs> we're still no, because we're a little bit early, right? We we haven't we haven't fine tuned oh, the December okay. schedule yet, but oh, but okay. stay tuned for for you know yeah. an announcement. Of, Surprise! Of what's to come in December. Yeah. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will be right back.